This episode of the Live Life Aggressively show is sponsored by Health IQ. Health IQ is an insurance company that helps health conscious people such as runners, cyclists, strength trainers, plant-based athletes, and more secure lower rates on their life insurance. Health IQ uses science and data to help its customers living a healthy lifestyle secure lower rates on life insurance, as opposed to typical waist-to-hip ratio calculations used by conventional life insurance companies. Health IQ is not a life insurance broker or an insurer. Health IQ is a life insurance agency providing exclusive rates to health conscious applicants who qualify through their Health IQ quiz and other lifestyle quizzes. You can even get additional savings by submitting actual data such as race results, as well as your Strava, RunKeeper, or other fitness lifestyle app data. How can Health IQ pass along these savings? Well, Health IQ can save you up to 33% because physically active people have a 56% lower risk of heart disease, 20% lower risk of cancer, and 58% lower risk of diabetes compared to people who are inactive. Just like saving money on your car insurance for being a good driver, Health IQ saves you money on your life insurance for living a health-conscious lifestyle. To see if you qualify, get your free quote today at healthiq.com slash LLA or mention the promo code LLA when you talk to your Health IQ agent. Again, head over to healthiq.com slash LLA and get your free quote today. And don't forget to mention the promo code LLA when you speak with a Health IQ agent. Like the rest of the show got to see Hogan. That's me. It's always funny introducing myself. That's probably the most vain or yeah, stop doing thing that, ever. I, I, but you know, everyone, there's everyone knows who. <laughs> Not everyone. Not everyone. You're giving everybody too much credit. Come on, man. That, that, that's People hear you talk to like shit. I didn't. I didn't realize Mike was black. <laughs> <laughs> Neither did he. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Neither did I until until I was called the N bomb a couple times in Ohio. Then I was like, oh shit, I'm an honorary member. <laughs> Welcome to the club. <laughs> so yeah, the other black guy on the other side of it—that's Mike Mahler, people. So. Uh... <laughs> Uh, man, so I'm, uh, I've officially started my next book, Mahlerisms. And we, we've talked a lot about how yeah. we're, we're always putting up quotes and stuff like that. I mean, our own quotes, not quoting other people. And now if you accumulate enough of these quotes, you actually have a book. And I was going through all my quotes, which I keep on file, stuff I post on Twitter over and over again, I keep on file. I actually have a ton of material. I mean, I have well over 60 pages without even trying to write a book. And it, it actually reminds me of my, my grandfather was a... Not a motivational speaker, but he was a guy companies brought in to help them clean up their act, to get more efficient, improve their management strategies. So anyway, he wrote a book called Mahlerisms. And after he died, I was going through some of his stuff and I came across this book and I wish I kept it. It was with my uncle, I believe. I need to find that book. But it was really good. It was really well written. It was very similar to Jim Rohn type philosophy on life, business, success. So anyway, that always stuck with me. So now I'm going to do my own. I'm going to do a sequel to his book, Mahlerisms. It's going to be my book. And it's just going to be a compilation of quotes on a variety of topics, whether it's fitness, hormone optimization, success, business, philosophical stuff. And I love these kind of books. A lot of the Sufi books I read are a compilation of quotes from Rumi, Rabia, and other great thinkers. So this is right up my alley. This is the kind of thing that I would read. So anyway, once I've accumulated enough, every day I'm working on this now, because now that I know I actually want to make something out of it, it's funny how when you decide to make something out of it, all of a sudden the ideas start flowing bigly. So before it was something where 
I would just come up with stuff and write it down, but it wasn't flowing every day. Now it's flowing every day, and every day I wake up, I write stuff. And what's cool is you can test drive things on Twitter, so you can post one of the quotes on Twitter and see what kind of reaction you get. You may think it's a great quote, and then no one cares. Or you may post something where you're going, I don't know if I should even put this in, and then people light it up. So you can get some really interesting feedback before you even take it to publication. So anyway, that's something that'll come out later this year. Yeah, I mean, you said you said about sixty pages. It's funny how in this generation, that's like war and peace as far as their attention spans now. So <laughs> I'm thinking that's plenty. Of, I think that's plenty of, of pages now, man. <laughs> I might have three. I might have three volumes already, and not even realize it. And also, that's right. that's sixty pages in MS Word, which is basically twice that much when you put it into a right. publication. Like my, right. my Live Life Aggressively book is well over two hundred pages, but on file it was only maybe a hundred and twenty, hundred and twenty-five. Yeah. Just when it's when it's formatted and processed over, it actually doubles in length. So yeah, man. <clears throat> so what do you go? We'll do some quick shout outs and then we'll. I'm not sure yet. I'm definitely gonna. It's definitely gonna be a fundraiser for Project Child Save and Voice for the Animals. I'm not sure what percentage makes sense. I'll figure that out at some point. But that's definitely gonna be a component of it, and that's that's one of the main drives actually of of actually even right. putting this together and putting it out. Cool, man. Sounds good. Sounds good. So All right, so just a quick LLA shout-outs, and then we'll talk yep. to our guests. Just a few of you need to take the lead from these folks and use that coupon code LLA. We've got Wally Struthers, Kyle Arvey, Daniel Ferrito, Matthew Fultz, and Kyle Hansen. They've all used that coupon code LLA at MikeMahler.com to get 10% off all the best nutrition supplements money can buy. So follow their lead, get over there, take advantage of this first quarter of 2018. If you mess up January, February, March, April, you're going to be in a real depleted state. You're going to be playing catch up all year. So you need to nail down your training regimen right now and build up some serious momentum. That's going to take you across the rest of the year. Yeah, man. But also, I want to give a shout out to these new Patreon subscribers. It's like people are they're, they, they're getting it now. And I think the Christian Thibodeau episode was the wake up call for them but uh you know big shout to the new patreon members prasad oh my god i'm about to destroy this last name <laughs> prasad <laughs> i'm gonna just put it like that because it's not you're the only prasad yeah, just say prasad right <laughs> so prasad p okay <laughs> i'm not gonna mess your name up man okay so then we got um timothy bostic dave mcgee also william vogel and brian mcdermott all these guys have joined join us every month now on Patreon became a premium subscriber, which is going to be new and improved because not only are you going to get these episodes before all the freebies get it, before it's released on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, what they call it now, and, and Stitcher, you're going to get this stuff, like I said, well over a week before everyone else, as well as it's going to be ad and sponsorship free, and you're going to get bonus episodes, such as you may have some one-off Maulerisms, you know, that only be released to our Patreon subscribers as well as new warrior thoughts. You right. know, we have, then we're going to have like power talks like Mike used to have back in the day where we speak specifically with certain experts in the industry. And those are very like nailed down interviews where it's just like, those are going to be in the style that some of you guys really want the Charlie Rose type thing. Just minus, you know, walk right. around with your robe and like Charlie Rose was doing recently. But <laughs> so, you know, it's going to be exclusive stuff and that's going to only be available for Patreon users. No one's going to get those except you guys. So the best thing to do if you're not a Patreon subscriber right now is to head over to patreon.com slash LLA podcast, become a subscriber, pick a tier that you want to join in. There are benefits for every tier. It starts at five bucks a month. 
And like I said, you'll get all this exclusive material as well as get the episodes before everyone else does. Ad free at that. So get on it, folks. Told you. We're going to bring some Well, it's funny. I had a guy... I had one. I had a guy email me. Actually, I sent out a newsletter promoting that episode with Christian, the Patreon yeah. version of it. And I had a guy email me saying, "Hey, let me know when that episode's available." I go, "It's available right now. <laughs> you just have to pay five bucks and subscribe to the show, and then you get all this other great content as well." It is right. funny because I found that really funny because if the guy responds back, he has to respond back and basically tell me that he's not willing <laughs> to pay five bucks to hear that great episode. Right. Of course, he's not going to respond. If he's not willing to pay the five bucks, I guarantee you he's not going to respond back and tell me that because no. that's just embarrassing <laughs> for him. First of all, first of all, just that email itself was the response. <laughs> it's like, hey, let me know when it's Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. like uh, yeah, I clicked on that link. And, like yeah, this, it was this newsletter, <laughs> the point of this newsletter was to tell you what's available. <laughs> you <know? Right. laughs> if you clicked on the link, you'd realize that. I'm not going to send you another email in a couple of weeks and be like, oh, hey, man, remember that episode you didn't want to pay $5 to listen to? You can listen to it for free now. I just wanted to give you a heads up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's there's a thing that can help you get let you know when that's available. Anytime that you're subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts or whatever, it automatically downloads to whatever player you if you're using iTunes or whatever else. That's when it will let you know it's available, buddy. That's how it's been working with iTunes for almost 20 years now. <laughs> so, so well, I mean, yeah. the last thing I always say is if, if it's not worth paying a few bucks, then it's not worth listening to for free. It's not, it's, it's not good content. So if you're looking at it going, I don't want to spend a couple bucks on that, then don't listen to it when it comes out for free because it's not exactly. worth it. Exactly. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's do it, man. Let's move forward now. <laughs> All right. Speaking of great content, we have really great good guest today. I'm looking forward to hearing what he has to say just on a personal level to see what tips I can pick up from him to improve my business. So, Dale, how are you doing, buddy? Great. How are you guys? Doing good, good man. man. It's been Great a minute. <laughs> been a minute, dude. I mean, you know, since since my dog and my mom are the only ones listening to this, we can talk about anything we want. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's I talk about no- that scandal. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that scandal you were about to get into before we start recording. <laughs> what? There is no there is no scandal. There. I don't know. I want to hear. I want to hear what sincere heard because if he's heard stories, I want to know what he's heard because it's probably not. Think that actually happened. You know how that works. <laughs> oh, well, one of you guys has to spill the beans on something because I'm not privy to any of it. Otherwise, I otherwise I'd start it off. <laughs> Look, man, I'm I'm just happy to hear that Spalding's still doing okay, man. Your dog, so <laughs> you know, he's the real star of the show. Man. He's the only reason why anyone follows you on Instagram and on Facebook. Let's just be honest, man. And you are riding on his puppy tails right now. That's all that is. Let's just tell the truth. Surprised <laughs> you remember his name. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's that's the only reason I followed you. I'm following him. That's before people start making accounts for their dogs. That's how long you know right. we've known each other online. When it wasn't cool to sit there and create a Facebook account for your dog because people thought you were actually crazy if you did so. And now it's the thing to do. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, man. It's come a long way since we've oh, seen each other back in New Mexico, back at um, well, Rocco's. What was that, 2010? Yeah, that's right. 2009. Yeah. Uh, September 2009 when we met. And then I actually did a, one of your podcasts when you were doing it by yourself before you were with yeah. Mike. And um, then we stayed friends ever since. Here we are again. So, Yeah, that's a, that's a rare thing for me. <laughs> so uh, hey, that's man. when you know this is a good dude on the other line. I don't do too well with, you know, the, the online friends, but we met each other in person. And that's, what, that's what sealed the deal. We had yeah. a lot of 
Yeah, they were yeah. in common. I mean, you know, here's a dude. I'm sitting there through all the stuff that we were doing at Rockwell's event that first time around. Everybody's kind of going around hopping, and talking about fitness. And then if you look, we were out in um, we were in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Then you look out to your left out there, pretty much out there with the mountains in the background. There's a guy out there right. doing Tai Chi. Pretty much saying, you know, screw the screw the event right now. I'm taking this break instead of sitting there and like networking. Let me go clear my mind. Which, if anyone knows Rocco, that was probably a good thing for you. <laughs> well, here's <laughs> you yeah. lose your mind like that. <laughs> here's what happened. Rocco was supposed to be up at seven o'clock in the morning to do his boot camp before the actual day started at that workshop. Yeah, he, he slept in. <laughs> you ended up being in charge of the boot camp. Well, I didn't want to do the boot camp because everybody else is in the boot camp. And I went around the corner and did Tai Chi by myself. <laughs> <laughs> and Sincere yeah, says, dude, why, how come you're not doing, we're doing like push-ups now and, and burpees and stuff and all this stuff. And you got to do be on this circuit over there. I said, no, no, I'm going to go do some Tai Chi. I'll talk to you later, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, you know, just in that moment, you realize like who the true, like who would branch out and really be the leaders right there. You know, everybody was kind of standing around like, where's, where's Rocco? What do we do? I'm like, you know right. what? It's gonna be if it's gonna be a boot camp, let's just start just start working out. Let's go. <laughs> you know, so right. here we go. And I just pretty much just stepped up and we just started going because nobody else would step up. It's like he got all these fitness professionals and, and no one wants to step up <laughs> and right. lead everything. But they want to work out. But no one wants to lead right. the workout because they're afraid of stepping on toes. Like, no, nah, man, I thought the whole purpose of this conference is like these are people who are leaders in their industry and, and whatever they're creating. And you respond right. like leaders. So same thing with you, you know, branching off, going to do entire shifts. And that says a lot right there. That's what a leader does. Like, okay, I don't need to follow the crowd. I'm, I'm going to go do my own thing. And guess what? It's not going to it's not going to change how I feel about you guys. And it shouldn't be, the, uh, you know, vice versa. So, I mean, that, like I said, in that moment, there was a lot of symbolism of where we would be now. And honestly, here we are. It's freaking what? Nine years later. And you can see who pretty much went out and did their own thing. And they're still, they still had that staying power. You know, here I am doing this podcast, you know, and, uh, you know, other things. Here you are, you know, you know, with your protein bar business. And, you know, we're living a good life, man. And a lot of those other folks that were there, like, half the folks, I don't remember who was even there. <laughs> you know, it's just crazy because it's kind of, I don't know, they just kind of disappeared. Or they just kind of blended right in with everyone else in the industry and didn't really necessarily, you know, move forward or do something different to stand out. And it's not a diss yeah. them. It's just it just lets you know how in this industry, when, when it comes to fitness itself, you can't just rely on being trying to be a star in the fitness world. It's because it's very oversaturated. You got to come out with something unique as far as a product, and that's what you've done since then, since right. 2010, 2011. So, and then you got staying power, man. So. Like I said, said a lot during that. Yeah, let's talk, let's, talk about, let's talk about that, Dale, because I know you were a trainer for a long time. Right. And then you transitioned into this. So let's talk about right. the inception of this business. Okay, this is, this is a great story, great part of the story. So I'm, I got recruited from Alabama to South Florida to manage a Gold's Gym in uh, 2008. And I lasted a week because they hired me to come and clean up their business before they were going under. So I walked into the owner's office and I said, I'm leaving. This was September 2008. Uh, from that point until January 2009, I worked in nine gyms, LA Fitness Crunch, fitness manager, head trainer, these types of things, sales manager, whatever. And I lasted from one day to one week because they were all just shit. So January 2009, I started a my own personal training business again in home, 
And then the summer of that year, I opened up Supreme Ultimate Fitness, which was a kettlebell gym. So I had taken uh, Steve Cotter's course, uh, KFF. I had taken Sean Mosen's course. I had practiced every day with kettlebells till I was a, proficient enough to actually teach a class. And the second that I opened that gym, it took off because I was the only person in Boca Raton teaching kettlebells at all. Nobody even, there wasn't even anybody certified except for Fort Lauderdale, 20, 30 miles south. So I was the only one who knew anything about kettlebell training at all in Boca Raton. Now there's tons of people. And so I opened up a little studio and I started teaching workshops to a meetup group. I went on a raw food cleanse the summer of 2010. And I was going to a lady for colon hydrotherapy to cleanse out my system. I just wasn't feeling good. And I was, I, I was going to do a raw vegan cleanse, and I really wanted to detoxify my whole body and start over again and just rebuild. Because I, you know, I was heavily into powerlifting, bodybuilding, all this stuff, and I, and I was just not feeling good. So a lot of joint pain, a lot of, lot of inflammation, things like that. So she said, you know, you know, you're losing a lot of muscle. I mean, you're getting really thin. You're like, this doesn't, this isn't, you need to eat some more protein. And here's the protein you need to eat. It's called Sun Warrior Rice Protein. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. She gave me a bag and she said, um, put this into smoothies and stuff and start working out again because I don't like you being so, you know, you're, you need to get that, that Dale strength back. And I was like, yeah, okay. Right. So I did whatever she said because she was like my mentor. And then I made these protein bars with this protein and dates and other things and fruits that I bought to a kettlebell workshop. And this was the summer of 2010. And everybody loved them. And they said, you got to sell them. you got to sell these things. This is just amazing. So I made a video and I put it on Facebook. I put it on YouTube. And everybody said, where can I buy them? I said, you can't. I'm a personal trainer. I'm a fitness guy. <laughs> I've been this for, since the 1980s. I'm not a, I'm not a, I don't know anything about the food business, so drop it. Well, thought about it for about four or five months, and in January 2011, I decided I'm going to find a company to make the bars for me and package them and do the nutrition labels because I don't know how to do that, and then I'm going to launch a business. I, I had no money. I really had $300 to build a WordPress website at that time. I was really very broke, you know. Mm. And um, all of a sudden, orders started coming in, and I thought, this is just insane. How, how could this even be possible? I've made $2,000 this month. I made $10,000 the next month. I made $15,000 the next month. What, what's going on? This was the, around the spring, summer of 2011. All of a sudden, this business was huge, and I... Brought the, the the manufacturing was done in California. I, I fired them because they were messing up my product and brought it into my kitchen. Here I am, summer of 2000, 2011, making protein bars all weekend long in my kitchen because I had clients all week. And I literally had to figure out how to make the nutrition labels, how to get the packaging, how to seal it up, how to get the boxes. I literally had a whole production facility in an apartment that I was renting in Boca Raton. No money, nothing. I did, had no idea what I was doing. And then from there, it took off. Now we're a multi-million dollar business, very large business, and I have, you know, people running it for me. So seven years later, it's been a huge success. But we don't only do protein bars. We have protein powders and overnight oats and other things too. But it's a raw vegan, you know, food company. And so 
you know, that's how all that got started. Well, I think that's an interesting story, and I think some of the takeaway points, one of the most clear ones is that this started from building something for yourself before you even thought about taking it to the marketplace. You had a need personally that needed to be fulfilled with your own nutrition, and from right. that, a company came eventually. So I think that's I think a lot of us can relate to that. I mean, same thing with my nutrition supplements. I created these things for myself. I benefited from them so much. I share some of the ingredients with other people. They benefited, and all of a sudden, I've built my own nutrition supplement company that's been doing really well for many years. So I understand clearly your story. I think that's a good point, too, when people think about what they want to get into. Rather than just scouring the Internet going, okay, what's going to sell? What do people want? Right. More important than right. that is what actually benefits you? You know, What do you want? What are you benefiting from? Because a lot of people take products all the time that they're benefiting from. And sometimes they mix and match things and actually create their own product out of it out without realizing it right. and without realizing that they, have, they actually have a product there that they could sell. I mean, it's what you did. You bought a protein powder from some warrior. You made your own protein bars out of it. You didn't buy a protein bar from them. You just bought the powder. You made protein bars out of it, which a lot of people don't even realize you can do. You can make your own protein bars. Yours right. were so good that other people are going, where do I buy this from? And that's how the whole thing started. Here's another piece of that, too. Sun Warrior had contacted me to do a joint venture with them to put their powder into well, my heart. Well, I bet they did. Put them, and yeah, and they, they right. dropped the ball in that. They dropped it, and they said to me, this is what they said. You're never going to sell a protein bar for $3. Guess what? <laughs> Two years ago, they came out with their own protein bars. Yeah, exactly. All oh, yeah. good protein bars. Which are, which are nowhere near as good as yours, by the way, and I've used both. <laughs> You know, a lot of people don't realize I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I use your product. I'm actually, I'm not just, I didn't bring you on just because to bring you on for the hell of it because we needed a guest. I'm actually a fan of your products. I've used your protein bar and I make my own as well, which honestly I prefer the most because I can make it exactly how I want it, just like you did with yours. But when I want something quick and on the go, yours are great, man. I, I keep them in my glove compartment in my car for emergency food. I take them to the movies. I have one in my gym bag. In case there's a time where I just need something post-workout and I'm not going to get a meal in anytime soon. I think they're great in terms of the protein bars you can buy and it's second to none. And one thing I like about what you do is when people place an order from you, it doesn't just ship out that day or the next day. It's right. actually made first and then it's shipped out. Right. Like I placed an order from you recently. It's not, it's, I think it was last month. It's only being shipped out this week. I'm going to get it. And some people are like, well, I don't want to wait that long. It's like I do because I want a great product. These are protein bars right. that are basically made for me. They're not just sitting around in a warehouse a year old. But I mean, also, that also says, that says a lot about how good for you they're going to be as well, because if, if they can ship them out tomorrow, exactly. then that means, like you said, they're sitting in a warehouse waiting. Well, they have to put something inside those that are sitting in that warehouse for over a month or whatever to keep them somewhat like they're fresh. And do you really right. want, I mean, what's the whole point of trying to get a healthy protein bar when you have to put unhealthy products in it to keep it, just to keep it around and keep it in good standing, you know, waiting for an order to happen. So there's something to be said about uh -huh. getting an order that's made to order. Anyone's ever right. oh, yeah. been in the restaurant business knows the difference. Even with our pizzeria, it's the same thing. People say, man, this is way different than like all the chains. Well, it's made to order. Everything's made in-house. It's, right. it's made fresh. Right. And it's not made in a hurry. So if you want something like in 10 minutes, then, you know, go to Domino's, you know, something like that. But if you actually want something right. that's going to taste good and that's homemade and made to order, then, hey, good things come to those who wait. So just be patient. So that, that's, that's, one of the uh, that's one of the That's what makes you stand out in the industry right there as well, Dale. Like we oh, yeah, no doubt. Because no one else is doing that. And well, they're we're well known and 
Yeah, exactly. We were talking about that before we started recording. Plus, you're well-known in the kettlebell world, so you had a built-in audience just like I did with my nutrition right. supplements. So that definitely right. helps. You're not starting from zero right. where no one has any clue who you are. That's a totally right. different risk assessment. When you, If I wanted to start a nutrition supplement company and it was the first thing I ever did when I got into the fitness business, it would have been a total disaster because you need a certain amount of cash flow and you need awareness. Otherwise, you're going to die in, in marketing and promotion expenses. But real right. quick before I forget about it, let's back up. Let's back up and talk about Sun Warrior because I have my own story with them. <laughs> yeah. And you probably dealt with the same people I did. Okay. So Sun Warrior, I used their products for a while and I, and I like their protein powder. You know, now there's protein powders that are way better than theirs. I haven't used yours yet, Dale, so I can't comment, but there's, there's many out there. Organic Food Bar has one that's way better in terms of taste and texture. But anyway, at that time, it was one of the first rice proteins that you could actually stomach. The only other option out there was, I think it was Nutribiotic made it and it was I mean, that, you might as well eat chalk. And no matter what you mixed right. it with, it still tasted horrible. <laughs> so the idea of a marketable rice protein was not available at that time. But anyway, I had a relationship with Sun Warrior for a while. And then when, when I first decided to come out with my testosterone booster, a friend of mine, Anthony Roberts, and I, and we came up with the formula. I didn't even think about making it on my own and selling it on my own. That was just not something I even considered. I was thinking, let me make the formula for them. And then sell it through them, get some kind of royalty, et cetera. You know, I, again, I was totally naive about the nutrition supplement industry at this time. Fortunately for me, they really dragged their feet. There was a lot of wasted phone calls. There was a lot of, oh, we'll right. think about it. We'll get back to you. And eventually I just got fed up. <laughs> right. And I, was, I remember distinctly the moment I was walking my dog around the neighborhood late at night. And then it just hit me, the eureka moment. I go, why am I even bringing this to them? I can just make this myself. Everything I've done in this business has been on my own. My videos, my workshops, I promoted them on my own. I made my own videos, everything. So why can't I do it with this? I can just learn this. So at that moment, I decided, there's no way I'm going with them. This is my formula. I'm going to make this under my branding, my formula, do everything on my own. I'm just going to learn it. And there were a bunch of hiccups along the way. Now, the first batch of the testosterone booster looked horrible in terms of the production. The label was really crappy. The, the quality wasn't where I wanted it. It took a couple iterations before I got it to where I wanted. And it's still an ongoing process of improving things. But the point is, is that you don't want to let fear and laziness stop you from reaching a high level of success. And that's what was going on with me. It was really just being lazy. I go, I'll just make a formula and let them do all the heavy lifting. And then I'll just make some cut of it. You know, and that kind of thing never works out well because it's not a big, especially a testosterone booster is not a big enough niche that let's say you get 10 cents per each sale or 50 cents per, per each sale. It's not going to add up to a whole lot because it's such a niche market. You're better off just taking right. charge of that on your own. You know, because I wait, I make a hell of a lot more than 50 cents per sale. I can tell you that much and take charge and then take charge of the distribution. Anytime you take charge of distribution, you're taking the reins of success into your own hands instead of just delegating it right. out to someone else. You're absolutely right. That's exactly what your story is identical to my story with them. Absolutely. It's, it's exactly the same. I mean, I, can't even, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like you were talking for me. I mean, it was identical. I mean, yeah. in relation to them. It's exactly the same thing. Went back and forth, back and forth. I'll, I'll tell you one more part. I'll tell you one more part that you could relate to. Long before I decided to come out with my testosterone booster, right? These guys would want to meet up with me all the time. And that's fine. You know, maybe there's some common ground. But every time we would meet up, it would be them telling me how great they're doing. And I'm like, I'm happy for you. But why the fuck are we meeting up for you to tell me that? 
<laughs> you know, and it was it's like, oh, here's what we got going on, and here's how much increase we've had in sales. I'm like, that's great. Now, why exactly are we meeting? For you to tell me how great you guys are, and for me to tell you congratulations? You know, we don't right. need to meet in person to do this. And it was always this carrot dangling in front of us, in front of me, like, oh, yeah, we want you to be one of our spokespeople, and you're going to do so well with us, blah, 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 blah. Nothing ever came out of it. And then the funny thing is, after I just I, after I told them, after I told them, I'm like, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this whole testosterone booster thing on my own rather than work with you guys. One of the guys with them, Brent, he calls me up the next day and he's like, oh man, I was so happy when I got that email from you because this is what you should have been doing all along. I was like, well, why didn't you tell me that then, dipshit? Mm-hmm. It's what I should have been doing all along. <laughs> you know, why are you calling me after I've decided on my own to do it? You should be telling me, hey man. You know, we'd love to take this product on, but as your friend, I think you should go do this on your own. There wasn't any discussion of that because he has some other company. He's got this other marketing company that he wanted me to get involved with. And then I met up with him and his team, which I call the the seven dwarves because they all had the same fucking black polo shirt on. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I meet up with these guys at the Elephant's Bar, which is a restaurant here in Vegas. Like seven guys with the same outfit come in. I was like, okay. These. Are these guys are these guys going to start dancing or what? Because you know, <laughs> and it was just Here's seven people just trying. You know, it was it was it was just so laughable, man. It reminded me of my experience in the corporate world. And that's exactly what I was well, thinking. Well, it man. was such a yeah, that was the corporate it's, world. Yeah, it's all about meetings. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was. It's neat. You know, they love meetings. Like what? It's like yeah. no one ever really wants to sit in a boardroom and have a meeting. Like especially in today's day and age. Look, dude, we got Skype. You've got Hangouts. You've got you got FaceTime. Why do I need to sit here and look at your mug all day and sh- shuck and jive? No, and but it was always other. this notion. It was always this notion of you're so lucky to know us, and here's where we're going. And if you play your cards right, right you can be a part of our ascension. But there was never any clear path of when I would be part of that ascension. It was more, to me, it felt like you were just meeting up with me and showing off. It would be like you and I getting together sincere. And every time I talk, I'm like, oh, man, you won't believe the month I had last month. I had so many sales. I'm making this much money. I'm going to go do this. And you're like, okay, that's great. And then we talk again next week. Hey, guess what, buddy? My sales went up again. (laughs) You're like, all right, that's nice. (laughs) Exactly. Well, they were trying to impress you, and that didn't work, you know. And the thing is, here's here's the takeaway from here's the takeaway from the stories that Mike's done and mine. Same situation is that, you know, me and Mike are both in in business for ourselves, and we sell to the public directly. We sell to people directly. We don't have distributors. We don't. We do our own thing. We live our own life. Right. And you can look at that situation in two ways. And this is really where this where this topic's going to go for the for this. For this, for this um, podcast, this is going to be great. Mm-hmm. You can look at it two ways. You could say, well, that's not going to work out. I guess I'll just continue doing what I'm doing and be a personal trainer right. or whatever I'm doing. Or you can get frustrated and say, fuck these guys. You know what? I'm going to do it on my own. Right. Yeah. Yep. One, uh, one yep. percent of one of one point one percent of people will choose the second route and say, fuck these guys. I'm going to go do it on my own. I can do this oh, shit yeah. myself. And you know what? I'm going to do it Absolutely. better than them and better than they could have done, and I'm going to blow them out of the water. That was my mentality. And then and then, it, and then, it's yours, too. It's yours to right. keep. It's not something you're sharing with them. It's not you created a great formula and you gave it to them, and then you're getting a pittance. I mean, that's right. nothing. You know, another right. example that we all know is 
is my friend Lauren Brooks. You know, Lauren's a great kettlebell instructor. When she when she came out with her first video, she was approached by the same company that made Steve Cotter's video, Steve Maxwell's videos, right? They approached her and made her an offer, and it wasn't a very good offer. It was a one-time cash payout and then no royalty. So that didn't sit well with her. She goes, I don't, you know, I, I've spent a lot of time creating this content and the idea of someone just pays me a one-time flat fee and then they own it and then I right. buy it from them at wholesale to sell at retail. And I just told her, I go, look, you got to look at it this way. Look at the number they offered you. Now, if that's a number that you think you can exceed on your own, then do it on your own. If that's a number you don't think you're ever going to come close to, then it may be worth taking this deal. That's the way to look at it objectively. And she decided that she could blow that number out of the water, and she did. Long story short, she went on to make her own videos, which are some of the best, if not the best-selling kettlebell videos out there, period. And she's done a great job at that. So she was in the same situation that you and I were in, Dale. Where, where and it was funny is both of but you, you and I are both self-starters. So that this this dangling the carrot in your face wasn't really gonna that this Jedi mind trick, if you will, really wasn't gonna have any merit or power. Because we know right. how to start stuff ourselves. <laughs> you know? well, right. It's such a it's such a record label mentality. I mean, everything they're doing is like it's, mm. that that stuff is a message in the music business what they're trying to do, and and that's why I still right. I'm still surprised when anyone in that industry and also in the publishing business as well, people putting out books as well, in this day and age, why anyone feels like they need a record label or a publishing company to put out a book, you know, a record label put out their record right. anymore. It's like this just it's not that you're stupid, you're just lazy. That that spirit of laziness, oh, yeah. because you you want the quick right. fix. You would rather take the chump change and the, and the little crumbs here and there just to say you had something to eat, you know, instead of actually go out there and starve and let that that hunger motivate you, you know, to, like you can have right. it all that way, dude. It's just like let that be your driving force, but you want to just eat the little crumbs now, and that's what all that comes down to, man. It just it, it amazes me. I don't understand why. Just like even with this podcast, well, also the thing you know, is, there are people is, trying to create podcasts, wanna... but they want to get picked up by like Podcast One and you know and right, iHeartRadio right. and all this stuff. I'm like, why? Somebody just Turn on something that can record your voice, upload it, put it in world. Man, I don't know how to do all this stuff. Look it up, dingbat. Actually, there are podcasts that teach you yeah. how to create a podcast. How about that? <laughs> and it's free. <laughs> yeah. What a concept. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, it comes down to laziness. Well, I mean, what it, what, it's, what it comes down to, it's laziness, and then it's also people want the prestige. Well, they want the prestige as well, such as, oh, uh, so. More of the Live Life Aggressively show right after this word from our sponsor. This episode of the Live Life Aggressively show is sponsored by Health IQ. Health IQ is an insurance company that helps health-conscious people such as runners, cyclists, strength trainers, plant-based athletes, and more secure lower rates on their life insurance. Health IQ uses science and data to help its customers living a healthy lifestyle secure lower rates on life insurance, as opposed to typical waist-to-hip ratio calculations used by conventional life insurance companies. Health IQ is not a life insurance broker or an insurer. Health IQ is a life insurance agency providing exclusive rates to health conscious applicants who qualify through their Health IQ quiz and other lifestyle quizzes. You can even get additional savings by submitting actual data such as race results as well as your Strava, RunKeeper, or other fitness lifestyle app data. How can Health IQ pass along these savings? Well, Health IQ can save you up to 33% because physically active people have a 56% lower risk of heart disease, 20% lower risk of cancer, and 58% lower risk of diabetes compared to people who are inactive. Just like saving money on your car insurance for being a good driver, Health IQ saves you money on your life insurance for living a health-conscious lifestyle. 
to see if you qualify, get your free quote today at healthiq.com slash LLA or mention the promo code LLA when you talk to your Health IQ agent. Again, head over to healthiq.com slash LLA and get your free quote today. And don't forget to mention the promo code LLA when you speak with a Health IQ agent. And now back to the show. So-and-so published my book and we can go into Barnes and Noble right now and we'll see it there. It's like, okay, that's great. No one's buying it. You left that part out, but that's another <laughs> right. story. Right. Yeah. But, uh, but also what people don't realize is, is that if you self-publish, let's, let's use the, the topic of making your own book. Let's say you self-publish and you sell tons of copies. The big publishing companies are going to come find you and make you a way better offer than you would have gotten if you went to them initially. It happened to John Joseph with his book, Meat is for Pussies. He made that himself sold tons of copies and now it's going to be republished by i forget which publishing company but a major one it's going to be republished by them and guess what they're not going to change anything they're not going to change the title if he if he came to them initially with that title they would never have have, have published that book no way they're only willing to take the risk now because they know he has a built-in audience and he's already sold a ton of copies on his own they're looking at what he sold and going man look at what this guy did on his own we can do 10 times 100 times that with our distribution centers well, there it is because they don't want to take the well. They'll take the risk now because he already took the biggest risk. And, and yeah, that's there's how, no risk. There's no risk. Operations now. work. Anytime <laughs> you watch something like Shark Tank or anything like that, the first thing they ask, like, well, how much have you put into this business? You know, how much have you done? Right, yeah, right. And how many? And how much how, are you making yeah. before you came here? But everybody wants to come in like, that's oh right. no, it's, you know, we haven't sold anything. That's why we're coming to you guys. <laughs> and they're like, ha <laughs> bye. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. Yeah. 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 And how much have you suffered? How much? How many years did you eat brown rice and tuna fish? You know, it's a metaphor. You know, basically. And how? Right. I watch. I watch every single episode of Shark Tank from its inception, and I'll, yeah. I have more stories yeah. to tell about that because they wanted me to be on the show many times, and I oh, said no. Cool. Uh, they contacted me. The associate producers contacted me many, many times to be on that show, and they wanted me to change who I was, and I said no. I'm not changing who I was. Right. I am who I am. And right. I tell what I do, and that's it. And the Sharks will like you better if you are like Tony Little. No, I'm not Tony Little. I'm Dale Buchanan. If they don't like me who I am, then screw you, you know? I, you right. know it goes back to I'm and, not going to bottom line is you don't. Yeah, you know, you're not going to. And you don't need them. You don't need them either. Yeah, you don't need them. If they wanted to invest in your company, yeah, if they wanted to invest in your company, that's great, but you don't need them to invest in your company. It's just like I don't need no. them to invest in my company. And I, certainly, and I right. wouldn't even want them investing in my company if I have to change anything. Right, right. But, you know, you got to go through, if you, you know, people think that, you know, I've been doing this for seven years, all this business, you just start off, it's been great, and you, you buy some nice cars, got a nice house. It doesn't, it, <laughs> it hasn't been that way, you know, it's up and down, it's, it's right. obstacles, there's challenges, I'm putting out fires every yeah. day, you know, there's always mm-hmm. something going wrong that I have to, because I have a manufacturing company now, you know, in-house, right, right. we don't source it out, I do it, we do it ourselves. So, you know, yeah. you, we have to, I have to be on the, on the, on the forefront of, you know, in the firing line to, to manage and put out fires and make decisions in split second every single day, you know, even right. on weekends. It's not a, you know, this is a, this is all the time that this type of business. It's not, uh, yeah. you know, I don't have stuff sitting there where I can just ship it tomorrow. Like you said, I have to make it. Right. And when people right. order, you know, during the, during a BOGO sale, like last month, Mike, when you order, we get you know, 5,000 orders, you know, we get 5,000 <laughs> orders. I can only make a certain amount every day. You know, I can only right. box a certain amount of protein bars every day. We do everything by hand. I don't have robots standing around right. with this stuff, you know, 
And um, you, do you deal with customers who are frustrated because they don't understand that this is customized, meaning they go, hey, man, I placed my order three weeks ago. I haven't received anything. Do you get a lot of those kind of emails? Well, no, because 80% of our customers are repeat customers. So, you know, okay. um, Shopify did an article on me last year. Uh, it's a case study, and it was it was mind-blowing how much business I got from this uh, because we use Shopify as our e-commerce. And, you know, one of the things oh, cool. that, that they recognize is that we have a huge conversion ratio, like 30%. And an 80% repeat mm. customer base. So That's great. somebody new orders, like you said, and they don't know, they haven't read the terms, they don't know what's going to ha- happen. They call, oh, I placed my order two weeks ago. I haven't got it. You know, I have a nice little office manager that says, oh, I understand. And, you know, we make them fresh. <laughs> Yours are being made right now, and they're going to be sent out to you fresh yeah. on Monday of next week. Is that okay? That's great. Or is that okay? Yeah. Nope, that's not okay. Well, I, I can either give you a refund or I can extend the BOGO for another time when we have, you know, caught up in production, whichever one you want. We just nice to them about it, you know. We understand right. they may not right. want to wait two or three weeks to get their products, but most people do once we explain to them right. that, like you, you and Sincere said, our selling point is that we make them and then we ship them out the next day or they're not sitting in a warehouse made six months ago. So... Most right. people understand that. Some people do not understand that. We do have to give some refunds, and we're just nice about it to people. You know, I'm sorry this didn't work out. This is your first time. If there's anything we can do for you later on down the road, let us know. Have a great day, that type right. of thing. We give them a refund. We cancel their order. Uh, very rare does that happen. <laughs> Hardly yeah. ever. Well, I mean, when, you, when you're making such a high-quality product, when you're making such a high-quality product, you're you're attracting a high-quality consumer. You know, people That's that right. are more health conscious than, let's say, someone who buys a balance bar at 7-Eleven after their 20 minutes on a spin bike workout. As right. someone who's coming to you is going, I, I want the higher quality. I don't mind waiting because I want the highest quality product. Right. We sell in bulk. Our average order from our from our website is $110. So people buy enough okay. for – Most of our customers are actually women. 35 to 55 families that buy in bulk. They go to Costco every week. They're going to Sam's Club. They're buying a lot of bulk of everything, and they stock up on boxes and boxes and cases of protein bars. They freeze them. They give them to their right. friends. They take them everywhere with them. They give them to their kids. You know, they give them to their husband mm-hmm. and everybody. That's our main customer, the people that buy in bulk. So they're they're buying a large right. quantity of this stuff, and they're stocking up for a whole month or even two months. And then they're doing it again when we have another special. And um, that's what's kept us going at a high end for, for so long is that 80, I mean, th- think about this, 80% return, repeat customers, average order of $110, 30% yeah. conversion ratio. What can get better than that? I mean, you really, I mean, that's like, that's golden. All we have to do is we have to keep making, yeah, we keep making good product and keeping the customers happy. That's, and we keep growing, you know, because uh, well, so, we get I mean, new you're customers. At a, you're at a point where, you're at a point where if you just keep the same customers buying over and over again, you're fine. You know, it'd be great. Right. It's great. You want more customers. I want more customers. But you're at a point right now where if only the people that have bought it continue to buy it, you're still okay. And that's a great right. place it's to be. And I've, I've got to say one more. I've got to say yeah. one more thing right. about Sun Warrior. One more thing about Sun Warrior because I was just listening to your story. <laughs> I was just thinking. 
Think about the missed opportunities Subwayer had. They could have had my testosterone booster in your protein bars. Imagine that. That's huge, man. My testosterone booster is my number and, one selling product. It's a huge hit. Yeah. And your bars are a huge hit. And they both could have been under the Sun Warrior flagship if they played right. their cards right. They weren't hungry enough. You know, like Sincere said, they weren't hungry enough. They're complacent. They're, you know, think that they're on the top, which at the time they probably were, of the raw vegan right. uh, yeah, that moment, protein yeah, powder they company. Were. They're not anymore. Yeah. There are other companies. And let me tell you something. All brown rice protein that's sold in the United States comes from the exact same place. Exact same place. From <laughs> China. Bingo. It's from China. Bingo. There's only one company that makes brown rice sprouted. <laughs> Organic brown rice protein is made in one place through one company. That's where right. you get it from directly. And, th- you know, they were just taking their product and repackaging it and making it Sun Warrior. And then adding it. Now they have right. different products and things like that. But, you know, a lot of people don't understand that the protein powders and the ingredients, they're only, you know, most of those, most of those ingredients that everybody uses for for aren't even made in this country. You know, there is no oh, yeah. CP manufacturing protein in the United States. They're in Canada and they're in Belgium. Right. right. There is no hemp protein manufacturer in the United States. They're in Canada and they're in Mexico. You know, these things right. people don't understand. Well, this is not USA made. Well, you're right. It's not because it's impossible to get vegan protein powders that are actually manufactured, grown, manufactured. You know, they don't take a pea and then separate the protein from it here in the United States, package it into a bag, and then sell it. That's done in Asia (laughs) and in Canada, you know, in Belgium. That's where it's done in Europe. Yeah, if that that process was done in America, it would be be $100 for a pound of protein powder if that that process were actually done in America, or if 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 not even more than that. So that, well, that's a right. ridiculous if, if you want to be organic, anyway. yeah, if you want it to be organic, but nine times out of ten, if it's going to be made here in America, you know, due to certain companies, this starts with an N, an M, and ends with an O, <laughs> you know, it's going to end up right. being GM or whatever else. So then, what's the point? <laughs> you know, what's right. the point of even having right. at that right. point? So they you know, they've regulated and, and, and controlled these farmers where they couldn't even think about getting this type of business in the first place, <laughs> you know, because they pretty oh, yeah. much use these tactics on them. But here's, yeah. here's a question for yeah. you, Dale. I mean, I, I, I noticed when you have your specials and your sales, and, you know, like you just saying, you know, whenever you have, like, a BOGO sale or something like that, people stock up. How do you balance not, quote, unquote, selling, like, sale, S-A-L-E, you know, that, selling yourself out of business? There are some people that when times get slow, like, oh, let's have a sale. Well, oh, man, we just had, like, a lot of people purchase during the sale. Let's have another one in two weeks and another one a week after or something like that. You know, how do you balance it out? Because I see that with a lot of people who just start off in right. business. And when they start picking up momentum, and then every time they would have a sale, you know, that's when, like, they get a nice little financial spike. And, they, and it's really easy to sit there and think, like, okay, we need to do that again, especially when things start getting slow, like, two weeks later, and bills are starting to come in. It's like, oh, we need to run another sale to the point where it's no longer feeling very exclusive or special to the customer anymore because now they can just sit around and wait. And he's like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. not going to buy it right now. He's going to have a sale next week anyway. He always does. Now, how do you make that, how do you right. have that balance? Well, we've, got, we've used the same format since the inception of, of this business, which is we have a special of some sort every month. And these specials will last anywhere from seven days. Like the last bogle we had was our seven-year anniversary, so that was a whole month. But they don't usually last a month. They usually last from seven days to 14 days. And we have one every month. And our customers know that we're going to have something every month. 
You know, we're going to have right. every single month. We're going to have some type of special offer. We have such high profit margins because you know I've done an analysis of what it costs for us to make a box of protein bars. That even when we sell them at a BOGO, that we're still making a profit. And even if we give free shipping, you know, people order over hundred dollars. I'm still making some money on these. Right. So right. we have a very high profit margin. Here's my here's my viewpoint of it because sincere what you said, I thought about a lot for the whole entire time I've had this business. And here's what it comes down to. They're either buying my protein bars or they're buying somebody else's protein bars. So if I can keep them, because I have a big background in marketing and sales, I worked for actually Valpac for for a while, and I learned a lot about, you know, direct marketing. And and the thing about getting people to come back and buy your stuff is you got to keep them in top of mind. There's no better way to keep that, keep, my product or my company or my brand in the top of their mind over top of anybody else's protein bars or protein powders or whatever than to have some type of offer to give them. You know, I'm studying a lot of digital marketing now. I'm working with a company called Promo. I'm working with AWeber. I have a coach now. I'm doing these things. And all of the people are telling me the exact same thing. You've got to have an offer to give them when you're going to promote something. I can't promote anything unless with my brand, unless I have an offer, because Quest Bars, Cliff Bar, Pure Protein Bar, whoever else is out there, they're having some type of offer right now, too. Everybody's right. having an offer. And the thing is, if I don't have an offer to, to sell them, you know, when you, when you do marketing and you want to get a massive, massive, massive amount of orders, you've got to have four things. It's Ohio. Offer, headline, information, and then other information you know, how to buy. Right. In other words, offer is the right. top thing. If I don't have an offer, I can't just put an ad out there with the best video or the best, you know, image and say, hey, I've got the best protein bars. I can't talk into a camera and tell people they have to buy my protein bars for $40 a box, no matter how good they are, because the first thing they're going right. to say is, send me some for free. Send me some at a discount. <laughs> Where's my coupon code? I want a discount. I want a right. deal. Right. That's what they want. So, you know, if they're buying my stuff, they're not buying anybody else's stuff at that time. And that's what I want. You see what I mean? Right. Does that make sense? And they're being programmed, they're being programmed to really think that way now because they get emails constantly every day, from even from the big ones like Groupon. That's right. social, any, they're constantly getting a some type of promo code for something. So now it is, they've been, you know, customers have been programmed to, that's the first thing. That's like, hey, where's the coupon code? Hell, all you got to do, if you go in right now and Google and if I type, Dale's Raw Protein, they're, on that drop-down list, it's going to be promo code. Somebody look for a promo code. You know, pretty much any product that you, you pull up now on Google, if you start typing it in, on that drop-down list, you're going to see the word promo code on there as well because somebody's always looking for that. So, and I guess this really goes back to what we talked about, you know, knowing your, your audience, knowing your clients, and really focusing on the one, those repeat customers, that 80-20 rule, you know, putting 80% of your, you know, your sweat equity, you know, in those, you know, well, in those people. And that 20% right. of the people keep coming back over and over and over because those are the ones that are going to keep you in business, whereas most people who fail in business do just the opposite. They want to spend all that 80% of their time trying to find new people, you know, ignoring right. that other 20% because, well, they're here. We don't have to worry about them. They're not going anywhere. Well, somebody else is looking for them, too, and they found that 20% that you're ignoring, man. And so and you just brought up, you know, looking into a video and talking about your product. And, you know, we kind of talked about that before we started everything, like kind of talk about that where a lot of these – other supplement companies, they're not doing this where they're using program, using platforms like Instagram stories or something like that. How does that help you? 
Man, that has helped us out so much. I, I just learned about Instagram stories, by the way. I didn't even know I had to ask our customers, how, how do you do Instagram stories? I had no idea. It's, like it's a not Snapchat the easiest thing, thing to use, was... though, man. That, that's the reason why. It's so, <laughs> it's so freaking complicated to use. But you're like, you know what? F this. It's like it's so much easier to go on Facebook and do a Facebook Live than Instagram stories. And it's, it's all by the same damn people. But it's almost like Instagram, I mean, Facebook made right. it difficult to use Instagram stories so you can go back to Facebook and get trapped inside their little advertising world. You know, so. Well, but, yeah. Here's the thing crazy. about stories, though, that's, that's great and unique. And this is what a customer explained to me just recently. If you do an Instagram post or a Facebook post and people start right. seeing too many of them, they're ultimately going to just unfollow you or unlike your page because you're, you're bombarding them with too much stuff. Yeah, exactly. If you do a story, you're not yep. invading them at all. They have the opportunity to click on your story and watch it if they want to. And you know what? If a lot of our people to. do. If they want to, you're not invading their news feed in any way, which is the great part. So you get 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah, twenty four hours get their attention. Hours. So they may see it, they may not. You know. That's right. So. That's why you do stories every day. <laughs> yeah, right. You're bound to catch one of them. <laughs> it, I mean, you know, it depends on how how hungry you, you know you are to make to make an impression and to, and to increase the brand that way. We are always doing that type of stuff. You know, for you know, we have a huge following on social media. I built the whole business on social media. My whole business has been built on social media. YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook, every, the whole, and email list. That's it. That's what we've done. You know, so you have to stay on it every single day. I post every single day for my business on Instagram, seven days a week. Yeah. And it doesn't take much. I mean, if you have your, I mean, everybody has their phone on them all the time. So it's really easy. If you're already, you're going to already be on these platforms anyway. And so right. it's really easy just to punch, you know, put your thumb on that button and go, you know, hit your story and start recording. I mean, my son had a photo you know, exhibit Sunday and this is my first time really use, using like Instagram stories. And it was not to promote me, but to promote him. And basically, I was just showing his photos and showing like this party that they were having, you know, in his honor and just going from there just to help, you know, build his following. And he, he got new followers just from that quick story. Cause people were like, oh, man, you know, what's going on? Because they weren't used to seeing that from my feed. It had pretty much nothing to do with me, just because they're like, wait a minute, sincere DJing again? You know, it's like, I'm, you know, I'm hearing this music, there's a DJ, there are people dancing, you know, there's all these photographers and all these artsy looking people. It's like, okay, did he, I thought he was doing self-defense now. Like, I don't see any, none of those guys like gun guys to me. <laughs> you know, they're sitting there, so, you know, but it wasn't even about me, it was to help promote him. And, he, and he's really, that's really helped build his platform as a photographer now is by utilizing platforms such as stories and and having his YouTube channel and doing how-tos and things like that. I mean, of course, his generation, they're really dialed, tuned into this. And I think what ends up happening to a lot of people in our generation, they get turned off because they feel like, oh, this is something for kids. They're like, why should I have a Snapchat? You know, that's, you know, my little niece has Snapchat. But there are a lot of people making plenty of money on Snapchat. They have, like, exclusive Snapchat, channel, Snapchat channels where you have to subscribe in order to see the content. You know, there are some wow. that have, you know... Regular businesses, and then there's some people in the quote-unquote adult business that are using that, you know, to, as their platform because they can. Snapchat is not regulating them and stopping them from doing so. And and like right now, this is the time to do that before Snapchat needs that money and finds a way to make you have to pay in order to use that type of service. So because, but basically, like that's what people are using now. They're using Snapchat. They're using Patreon. They're using all these different platforms to build awareness of their product and make money. And in some of these places, they're doing it for free. I mean, again, you're not paying. Instead of you buying ads on Instagram 
you know, it's a lot smarter to sit there and have a story because you've captured those eyes. Look, if an ad pops up on Instagram and I'm scrolling, I usually keep scrolling because it's usually some dipshittery that has nothing to do with me. I could care less about, you know, it's like a Tony Robbins ad or something like that. I'm like, does it look like I'm walking on coals anytime soon? You know, get this stuff off my screen. Then I'm like hit hide and make it, you know, irrelevant or whatever. And so that story, man, is a good way to do that. And it's like I said, it takes no effort to sit there and just put your thumb on that button and then just show your facility while they're making the protein bars. And, and also, exactly it makes people do. connect with you. <laughs> they're like, that's a real, this, this dude is real. It's like, right. I feel like a lot of these other companies won't do that because, well, they're probably not going to fly to China or wherever, <laughs> you know, or Canada or wherever they're like just getting these products made and just they're private labeling them. Most of them, that's what they do. That's another thing. That's we're not what they do. That's, they're private that's right. labeling, so they don't have a facility to actually go and film live. Or if they did, they wouldn't want you to know that. They don't want you knowing that they're in the same facility that their competitor is coming from as well. Can you just imagine if they all were to sit there and do a Facebook Live or do an Instagram story at, at, at the same time? You see, like, all these competitors in the building at the same time. Like, dude, what the hell is going on over there? <laughs> so that's Here's a dead giveaway one. right well, here. I mean, Dale, yeah. more, more, important, more important than an offer – our story is you have to have a high quality product because if you don't, none of that stuff matters. The, at the end of the day, that's what it comes down. What keeps you foremost? What keeps you foremost in your customer's mind is the fact that you have a really good protein bar. So if they run out of yours, unless they they go to the store real quick and buy a pure protein or they buy a balanced bar, the difference in quality is dramatic. Right. And that's going to stick in their mind going, man, I'm going to make sure I don't run out of Dale's bars again because I don't want to have to resort to these crappy bars. Same thing with my once product. You've had the, once you've asked my testosterone booster, booster go, go, go try someone else's testosterone. Go try someone else's testosterone booster when you run out of mine. You're not going to get the results. I know it. They know it. You know it. And they're going right. to come running back to mine because nothing works as well. So it means so the offers are important to get someone to open up an email. But if you don't actually have a high quality product, maybe you'll get them to buy it once, but they're not going to buy it again. And people buying it again is right. crucial to sustain a business. Absolutely. I mean, you know, if a business, we just had our, you know, we we had our Shopify store since April 2015. We just reached our 50,000 order. It's 50,000 orders we've gotten in under three years. That's a lot of orders, you know. Yeah. And yeah, I thought about that last night, and I'm just like, that is, I, you know, I went and did my staff this morning. We had a meeting, and I said, 50,000 orders in, in under three years, and they're just like, there's no way. Yeah, I have proof. It's on our it's on our staff. 50,000. You know, that's a lot of orders, you know? I mean, oh, yeah. we're doing something right. Something's going right with, when you get that many orders. Uh, you know, the yeah. business is, is in, increasing, slowly increasing every year. You know, I'm on Instagram right now as we're talking. The girl just posted a picture seven, four minutes ago. Eight boxes of protein bars that she just got. Received my order today. I think I have enough with a laughing, you know, crying thing, you know, <laughs> and uh, she bought eight yeah. boxes, put them in her, you know, put them in her refrigerators. You see them there next to her other stuff, her other vegan foods in the refrigerator, you know. There's a dead giveaway if somebody's not making, this is this isn't my next video that I'm going to make, but if not, if they're not making products, vegan food products in their own facility, here's a dead giveaway. May also contain traces of, or also yeah. used in an also <laughs> manufacturing facility right. that, that right. processes milk, Egg, yep. you know, yep. soy. So basically, you see that on everything. You're you're making these vegan protein bars that you're promoting, that you're selling, that you're telling people are going to be for a a. Do they even understand what vegan means? 
You don't want trace elements of, of dairy and egg in a vegan protein bar. That's why we decided to make right. our own facility. We won't source them out to other companies that also make protein bars with whey protein or protein bars with soy or wheat products for those types of things, right. you know. Right. That's the dead giveaway that you know that people are not making them themselves. Because let me tell you, I get contacted once a week at least by a company that wants us to manufacture their products for them. Can you white label? Can, mm. you, can we just get your product and put our name on them? No. Why? That's not what I do. Sorry, goodbye. Yeah. Can you make our products yeah. for us with our with our you know recipes? No. Why? Because that's not that's not what we do, man. I'm not a man. I'm a manufacturing company for me, not for you. I could I could be twenty times bigger right now in in money if I did that. But throwing myself out, I don't want to do that. You know. Yeah, you just dilute you just dilute the product and the brand. I had, a, I had a major fitness guy, he's very well known, who wanted to private label my testosterone booster, and I, I entertained that, and I was open to a discussion, and then he sent, and then he sent some guy after me, his henchman, I call him, who wanted all this information that I didn't want to give. He was like, "Oh yeah, we're for us to consider doing moving forward, we're going to need X, Y, and Z from you," and I was like, "Forget it." And then the head honcho got back in touch with me. He's like, oh, don't worry about that. We don't need that. I don't know why he emailed you that. And I go, no, I'm glad he did because now I realize I don't really want to go down this route. I don't want a private label out to you. Well, why would I want to do that? So, so, so people can think you have a now, – now it just confuses the marketplace because people think, right. hey, this guy has the same exact ingredients in this product as yours, Mike. Is he ripping you off? Or are you ripping his off, him off? You know, what if they find out him before right. me? Now it looks like I'm ripping him off. You know, the whole thing is just a big clusterfuck. So I realized real fast, you know, this is not a route. <laughs> Unless you're, you better make a ton. Like Dan John has a funny quote where he says, you know, I'll never sell out. Well, at least not for what people are offering right now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it's, right. it's kind of like that. If, if you're going to go down that private label route, it better be something huge for because the, the, the potential backlash may be huge too. Well, at some point, you know, I mean, somebody's going to buy my business. That's the goal. At some point down the road, you sure. know, a big company who Definitely. can take it into, into every every um, every Whole Foods and every store and do things with it that I don't have the knowledge and the experience to do it with, instead of partnering with me, they're going to buy the business. You know, BSN started yeah. right here in South Florida, right down the road from me. And they had their little diet pills that they started in 2001. And the guy would go to all the gyms around the area. I wasn't living here then. I was, I didn't even, I just heard this story from all the fitness guys here. And they took these little diet pills they made in their kitchen and they took them to people and they were, had ephedrine in them and all this stuff, you know, ephedra, whatever, yeah. however you call it, you know, the banned right. substance, you know, the malong and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And they were getting really good yep. results from it. And then they started, you know, the business, BSN. That's how it started. Well, they sold what, four mm-hmm. or five years ago to a Swedish company for $114 million, you know, and those guys were done. Oh, they yeah. are retired. They are. Yeah, thirty thirty years old. They're set for life. That's it. They are done. They split the they split the profits and moved out of South Florida. There, you know. And the thing is, at some yeah. point, somebody's going to have to take over this business if it's going to get to that huge level and keep the customization and keep my brand and me stay on as a consultant. That's what happens. You know, some you know, yeah. Laura Bars was sold to General Mills in two thousand seven after only three years for twenty five million dollars. They were the first raw bar company really to come out, you know, so that everything's changed since yeah. then. The whole industry is very saturated oh, yeah. now, a lot different. But, you know, there's a lot of big companies out there at some point are going to start approaching me about, you know, buying my business. And and no I'm doubt. open to that. At once, I'm open to that maybe five years down the road. Not right now. I'm, I'm, I've got, 
things right. that I'm still working on right now. And I still like it doing it. So I'm not, you know, I'm not out right yeah. now. But that's what's going to happen. I'm but even, even if that doesn't happen, yeah, even if that doesn't happen, you're doing fine. So let's say theoretically yeah. no one ever comes along and buys it and you just keep working this company until the day you die. It's still fine. You're still right. doing, you're still making a great living right. doing something you want to do. So, and that's the worst yeah, right. case scenario. So that's not a bad worst case scenario. Yeah, not bad at all. It's because it's I like doing it. And I don't do training anymore. I retired yeah. from that in 2012 to, to focus on this, which is another point. You know, if you, if you really want to do something, you got to, I have people that approach me with ideas and, and they do five or six different things. And it's just like, you're, you're, you're right. just doing too many different things, man. I mean, I can't even consult That's with you right. and give you any advice because you got, you're doing too much. And you know, I'm in a classic right. car. Right. I, I customize and, and I go to car shows and I do classic cars. Uh, a lot of, I have a 57 Bel Air and a 71 Chevelle that I redid and all these nice things. Car, and I, man. I'm in the car show community now <laughs> and all these car show community people and, 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 and grease monkeys and people that own garages want me to help them, you know, get their business to succeed. And once I sit down there for five minutes, you know, at a car show and get some information from them, I'm like, dude, man, you're all over the place. I can't, I can't right. even get you to focus for five minutes on one thing that you want out of life versus all these different things that you've got in the, you know, your hand to do. It's like, I can't help you, man. Right. I, I cannot give you any advice. Good luck. You know, they walk away with their head down. Well, a lot of people. A lot of people fall into that category. We, I mean, I know many people like that in my personal life, good friends of mine that are just like that. Yeah. They they have a new idea every time you talk to them, and they never run with any of those yeah. ideas. Right. It's very it's very difficult for most people to stay really focused because it requires right. a certain level of concentration. And I'm in a similar boat to you, Dale. I stopped doing training myself back in 2015 was the last course I ever taught, and it was it was dwindling even before that. I, I was, I started phasing it out in 2012 because I wanted to prioritize what I'm trying to do right now. Right. I can't have five different things in my mind that are independent that I'm trying to promote. Okay, I'm going to promote the supplements. I'm going to design new ones. Oh, I got to promote this seminar in Scotland next month. You know, I just don't need all of that going on in my head. Right. Smart. Sincere, what are you doing now? <laughs> <laughs> Personal protection now, man. It's like, yeah, I pretty much stopped training as well, and you started focusing more. And started out with fire firearms and firearm instruction, but I started seeing that once again in that industry, it's oversaturated. No one's really standing out, but there's so much that these guys are missing. And most of these guys want to focus mm -hmm. on the tool. They want to focus on you need to learn how to shoot. You need to get your permit. But no one talks about conflict, you know, resolution. No one talks about the psychology of being in these situations or anything like that. No one talks about what if somebody doesn't want a gun, but they still want to protect themselves. You know, well, you know, well, I'll just get my gun and I'll just do this. Like, well, what if you're in a situation where a criminal's not going to let you get your gun? You know, and what if you're in a situation where you could have avoided being in that situation in the first place? So all those different things. And most of my time in school was spent either in broadcasting or psychology. And so here I am doing both. And so one of my next project is another podcast, you know, where specifically speaking to one community, my own community, you know, the black community, because there's a lot of misinformation mm. they're being fed as well, even when it comes to self-defense, when it comes to firearms and just being self-reliant. But <laughs> I said that this show won't. It'll be it'll be about black empowerment without being about all the you know you don't have to go and put on a robe and put on a black medallion with Africa on it and you know because there was those people out there giving bad information they said this is what we got to do we need must divest and get away from the, the crazy white man I'm like dude 
Crazy comes in all colors. <laughs> so right now, I'm listening to a black guy that's crazy saying this right now. <laughs> so, you know, so it's really oversaturated with bad information. And I really want to help, you know, us discover our own resources and bring on experts in certain fields and certain areas where it's health, fitness, where it's, you know, self-defense, where it's in, even entertainment, even in business. Even talk about the things we're talking about right now because there's so many people. Look, if you go out and you have a great idea and you act on that and you build, you start a business, you build a business, why the hell do you need to be at someone's mercy by working for them every day and being told when you can right. take a vacation, when you can have a health day? Oh, you don't have enough sick days to go actually stay home because you have the flu, so stay here and contaminate everyone else because we need you here, you know, and getting pissed off about it and bitching about it. And so that I'm, these are where my strengths are. It's in broadcasting, and it's with helping people psychologically. And so right now it's starting that platform is starting with self-defense, but when I'm teaching, I'm teaching just the more mental aspect of it. We can all learn physical stuff, even with just training, with fitness. We can all go and pick up some freaking weights and start lifting weights. But can we do it intelligently and put a program together that's really going to benefit us in the long run? And that's, where, that's the difference between a good coach and just an average everyday trainer comes in. Because you start looking at all these different things, man. So, yeah, right now, like I said, I'm, I'm very involved in the personal defense area right now, the personal protection area. I even hate, hate saying defense because... You know, why are you always putting yourself in a situation where you got to defend yourself? You know, there's, mm-hmm. let's think about the offense. So that's where I am now, man. Because I, I saw the need. I mean, I've pretty much done my thing I need to do in the fitness world, just like you guys. Like, I can benefit people a lot more in these other areas right now. But the cool thing is, once you've been successful in one business, once you create a system, no matter what business you start or what industry you go into, if you have a good system, nine times out of ten, you can take that system with you to that next industry and build it up, too, and keep going. And that's what most successful right. people do, no matter where they go. They, yeah, they and it doesn't matter what up. the industry is, either. If you have a passion for that in your industry, yeah. I don't care if it's cleaning yeah. floors. I don't care if it's, you know, doing something. And, and it doesn't matter what it is. If you have a passion for it and you're out there and, you're, and you're, you believe this is what you are meant to do, and you're going to do it the best you can, better than anybody else, and you have a good product or a good service, you can make a lot of money at anything. It doesn't even matter. You know, it doesn't make any difference. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. money is just a byproduct of it, man. You know, so I think that's what people, they, they reverse it. They were like, let me, make a, let me join this so I can make a lot of money. If you don't give a damn about it, you're not going to make that much money or if any money. <laughs> you know, you're just going to make more problems for yourself. You know, you have to really give a damn about it, man, because then you won't even care if the money's coming or not. And you just have to look in your bank account like, oh, damn, I made this much this month without even thinking about it, without even realizing. Well, there are ways to manifest, you know, that's a whole, whew, that's a whole nother hour. Manifest yeah. <laughs> that, 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 you know, that wealth into your life. There's a whole, there's a whole process of doing that, of manifesting that and having it come to you without the traditional ways of, uh, that people think, you know, you have to, this has to be input into your conscious, your subconscious, into meditations, into the universe. It's got to be thrown out there. It's got to be put to a point where, where, you know, it's going to come back tenfold and there's no other option, you know? Yeah, just <laughs> no keep it in your way. head. It's not going to help you, man. You know, just, you know, no. it's okay to have those dreams and those thoughts, but until they come out and start, you know, happening in the real world, that's all they are, dreams and thoughts. I mean, I have dreams every Friday right. day. And the majority of them, I don't ever want to come true. <laughs> so, you know, you know, I had a nightmare the other night because Mike posted this Kylo Ren like picture that popped up. You know, stuff like that and want that to come true. I don't want Mike showing up at my door like, hey, man, let's go get this work. Like, dude, where's your shirt? 
Sincere is just jealous because he hasn't felt comfortable taking his shirt off since he was in college. So that's that's where that unconscious <laughs> that's where that unconscious dialogue was. Well, so oh man, that that photo that photo made me really uncomfortable. Mike's like, yeah, I'm sure it did because you're really uncomfortable, you know, taking your shirt no, off. No, I don't it's need to just resurface, man. The reason my shirt off was in college was the paper college, buddy. <laughs> so I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is is like that's a photo from that photo I posted snatching a kettlebell. That's from 2006. You know, it's on the internet. It's not like I took it wow. yesterday and posted it. But <laughs> what's what's funny is is how. No, what's funny is how social media, if you, if you post, like if I post a great workout article, three people look at it. You post a picture, any picture, all of a sudden people look at but they're not actually reading the article, so the whole thing's no, an illusion. No, exactly. It's like, yeah, more people are liking it. It's like, oh, 500 more people saw this. It's like, yeah, they saw it, yeah, and then they, they moved it. on. You know? <laughs> exactly. Like, Ice-T Ice liked that photo. So what? It's not like anything happened. It's like, oh, wow, Ice-T liked my photo on Twitter. The sales just started like coming gonna, in dramatically, like man. I ran out. I ran out of tea booster inventory because of that like on well, Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I see liked it, but it's not like you're gonna be on like Law and Order next week because of it. You know, just because. Like, <laughs> 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 so it drives home a point that I always bring up, like with all these Instagram girls, and they get a lot of attention and so forth, and that's all nice and good. Say that. But what does it ultimately what does it ultimately lead to? Yeah, what does it ultimately Nothing. lead to? It doesn't it doesn't ultimately lead to anything. Are, are you selling it's more attention. calendars? Nobody buys it's calendars. They're not selling <laughs> you know? anything. They're not even selling anything. No. Yeah, exactly. You're not even selling it. Yeah, they have a million followers and they post themselves with their you know with their underwear on every day or whatever or doing the yoga pose or doing something you know you know sexy and it's like what they're they look at their pro they're not they don't even have a website. I know. And their contact and their contact is blah 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 at gmail dot com. Like, oh, you're a professional right. model. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you're working for the Gmail modeling agency? Okay, I see that. Okay. <laughs> Man, Google, also, guy, I mean, it's really not The women that are really successful. Yeah, the women that are really successful, none of them are doing that. The the, the best trainers that I know that are female, right. none of them are putting themselves out there that way. They may look good, but they don't have to. Be ostentatious about their looks. Their their looks are not hiding right. their looks, but their their looks are combined with great content, and the two working together is what's making them successful, not one or the other. That's right. You know that. that right on. We nail it. And the thing is, is, this article that Shopify did for me, they were they were the guy was just absolutely blown away when I told him. I said, you know, he was interviewing me over the phone for this it's a very lengthy article linked on my website, by the way. And he said, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I said, you know, I don't care how many likes I get. I don't care how many followers I have. That's not going to put money in my bank. He says, if I could teach right. all the millennium generation what you just said right there, every single Shopify store would be awesome. But I can't teach them that. They just don't understand that. They don't understand that posting a picture and getting a 1,000 likes on it is not going to make them any money. I said, it doesn't mean a thing, man. Right. At all, nothing. Well, they should. They they <laughs> should understand it after their ten years and they're still broke and living on the street. Then you should understand it really clearly. <laughs> you know, it's like you're either well, making money yeah. or you're not. If if I get a bunch if I get a bunch of likes in a week but I don't get any sales, then it's pretty obvious that there's a miss. There's a there's a lack of connection, continuity between the two. Brings us to our next point that if we're not getting any sales for a certain amount of time, we have to do something to get sales because we're adults and we actually have to pay. Mortgages and 
things and, and have expenses in our lives and support people, you right. know. There is, it isn't right. like a 25-year-old or a girl who's posting this stuff who doesn't need the money, who has other resources that are supplied to her parents, whatever, sugar daddy, whatever, who, who, whatever you want to think. or you know, I, I, This is real life right. here. Like, if I don't yeah. get money exactly. coming in, like you said earlier, Mike, or, or Sincere said this, to pay rent, if I don't have an offer to get money coming in to pay, you know, it takes, it takes a lot of money to run a business like mine. So, you know, our, our yeah. expenses are very high, so I have to have the money. Right. I, you know, I have a few nice things in my life that I personally have got for my success, which I rewarded myself, which I should. And, you know, I didn't have anything in my life. You have to understand, I had nothing in my yeah. life up until a few years ago. I had nothing. Mm. Nothing. I was poor growing up. My parents are still very poor. They just stopped working at 80 years old, both of them, because my dad was sick. They have no money. I had no money. So for me to make money all of a sudden, you know, at 50 years old, I bought myself some things. I bought a nice car. I bought a nice house. I had to... I wanted to live a better lifestyle because I've worked it. I, I earned it. You know what yeah. I mean? And this is yeah. the thing. I have, yeah. I have got to keep business going. I don't have anybody to fund me or support me. Or I don't have investors. I don't have loans. I don't have this stuff. If I don't make sales, right. if I don't satisfy my customers, I'm living on the street. I'm going back to living in an right. apartment with a piece of shit car, and I don't want to go back to that point anywhere, you know? Tony Robbins says that's the one yeah. thing that you don't want. The two things that motivate you: going back to something that you don't want, moving away from something, or moving towards something. I move away from being. Yeah. Away. The yeah. motivation for me is moving away from it. You know. Look, I, I, was I about watched to say that the show. Yeah, I was about to say, man, you guys, coming from those humble beginnings. That's that's important motivation. Yeah, it's in, yeah, sure. Oh yeah, it's survival. Okay, well, I watched this show called The Hunt. It's animals hunting. You know, wild animals. Antarctica and the jungle and stuff hunting. And they had this thing that, you know, I had to share with you guys because I wrote this down specifically for this show and, and I have it still saved on my phone. And this is really, this is really important because, um, you know, the cub gets released from his mother at, at three months and he has, they have to go out and they, then they have to start feeding themselves. They have to fi- find their own food because the mother's not bringing food to them anymore, you know? And right. this really sums up, this really sums up my my story of my business over the last seven years. The cub will fail many times, but ultimately his life will depend on him getting it right. That's exactly how I felt when I heard that guy, the narrator, say that. Mm. And I've watched yeah. 25, 30 of these shows, and that stood out for me. It jumped out, and I wrote it down right away. And this is about That's two, three weeks ago. And it's like, you know what? Ultimately, I, I have failed so much in this business. I have done so many things wrong. But ultimately, I figure out a way to get it right. You know, I just yeah. I just yeah. went to my staff today. I said, this is what we're going to start doing now. We're going to start doing a contest. We're going to start doing. That's a great idea. Yeah, I know. I come up with these ideas all the time to get and keep the business thriving and moving forward and growing because I've done so many things wrong. <laughs> you know? yeah. But uh, wrong, I look at it as a learning experience. Well, that's not how to do it. Let's try the next thing. Well, that's not how to do it. Let's try the next thing. That's not how to do it. Right. Oh, okay, this one works I mean, really well. Let's, stick with, let's keep that one. Yeah, that yeah. one works really well. It's like the cub. Well, I, they can't get that rabbit. They can't get that bird. They can't get that snake. What are they going to do? They're going to try and try and try and try. And finally, they're going to catch some food. And they're going to be like, oh, oh, that's how you do it. That's how you get that rabbit. Yeah. Ah, now I've got it down. I can get a new rabbit. I can get a rabbit anytime I want now. You know? 
Just like that's working right. out. Just like working that's what it comes out. down to failing fast, it's exactly man. Like fail, fail fast. It's exactly yeah. like working out. No, it's exactly out. like it's exactly like working out. When I first started working out, it's not like I went in and bench pressed four hundred pounds the first time I tried. You know, it's the first several years was just trying to figure out what actually works for you. So you're just going through one program after another and you're making you're having some level of success, but it's years and years and years of constant effort. And then you start figuring out, okay, I know exactly. You get to the point where at least I have, where I know exactly what works for me for the outcome I want. So if I want to get right. stronger, I know exactly how to do that. If I want to lose body fat, I know exactly how to modify my diet or train. To, if I want right. to get bigger, more muscular, I know how to do that too. And that's, that's from right. just years and years and years of experience. A lot of people just don't want to put in the time to learn that. I know people that have worked out for 10 years and they still hire trainers. I'm like, why the fuck are you still right. hiring a trainer? You don't. You haven't figured out how to fucking work yourself out at this point. It's been ten years. You don't know what well, works you know, for you. You're still trying to figure it out. <laughs> there's so much information out there. You know. I mean, man, I come from the days of the Weeder principles from the '80s. You know, you could do pyramid training. You could do drop sets. You could do, yeah. you know, all these different things. You could do all different types of principles. You could do it. And ultimately, what it comes down to is this: if, if you want to increase your bench by 50 pounds, you have to figure out exactly. What type of training you're going to do to get to that point? You got to figure out how much you need to eat. You got to figure out how much sleep you need. What type of supplements you're going to take, and so on and so on and so forth. Right. You got to figure out if you know if you're overtraining, if you're not getting enough rest. You got to figure out all these different things. You got to monitor. You got to keep checking it out. And if you go and you and then are you are you willing to train? Yeah, are you willing to train for five years consistently to add that 50 right. pounds? Because it's going to take a lot longer than you would like most of the time. So like, I want to add 50 pounds in six weeks. You're not going to add 50 pounds in six weeks unless you just started. Unless, right. or unless you started using training equipment. It's like, oh, I started using a bench press shirt. I added 50 pounds to my bench. It's like, yeah, you or can add 100 pounds to your bench of, in two weeks. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, anabolic or something like that. Exactly. Right. So it'd be the. Right. And people have. But then, but you know what? You, you realize right. whether. But they also have goals they don't really care about achieving. Like, oh, I want to add 50 pounds to my bench. Why? And then you ask a couple of probing questions, and then they realize themselves that they don't even really care. Why? So when someone asks you, you can tell them how much you can bench press. That's your goal. Most people never hit those goals because they didn't really care to hit them in the first place. It was just something that sounded good. Well, that's the first thing you ask somebody when you, when you consult with them about losing weight. What, why do you want to lose this weight? What's it going to mean to you? Are you going to lose right, 50 pounds? Right. What's it going to mean to you? What, what, how's your life going to change once you get down to 160 pounds and 210 pounds? Right. What's, going to, what's going to change in your life? How are you going to feel about yourself? How much more confident are you going to be? How much yep. better are you going to feel when you have a uh, medium shirt versus an extra large? How are other people going to perceive you? How is your job going to improve? How is your sex going to improve? Mm -hmm. How is everything going to improve in relationships with every single person in your life? How is that going to change? And if, you can, if they can understand that, then they have a chance of actually following a program and actually losing some weight and getting even close to that. They're going to enhance their life a little bit. But if they don't have reasons to do it, just like if a person doesn't have reasons to make money in a business, here's another good point. You know, yeah. I live in Richtown. Yeah. I live in a town where everybody's given, kids are given everything. They have very rich parents. You know, Boca Raton is, a, is the Beverly Hills of the East Coast. So, you know, right. here's a kid who's got an idea and he wants to make a protein bar. And his 25 years old, 30 years old. His parents say, look, here's $500,000. We have, you know, we're, you know, we got the money. <laughs> go ahead, start, start the business and go buy a bunch of boxes, get them printed, get these labels printed, come up with a great logo, build a website. We're going to help you get started on this business. The kid's going to be on the beach drinking margaritas and out partying. He's not going to focus on the business. Why? Because he doesn't have to. Right. There's no exactly. reason for him to do that. 
somebody that wants to lose weight, what is the reason for them? Are they having health issues? I mean, are they having, you know, I had recently had some health scares with my prostate. This is an interesting story, Mike, mm. because I didn't realize yeah. that until I actually took some <clears throat> testosterone booster. <laughs> yeah. And <Uh-oh>. something, <laughs> something had inflamed my prostate, and I stopped taking huh. the product, and it, and it stopped, and my prostate went down. But I had to go through eight weeks of antibiotics and all this therapy and things like that and learn some things to my prostate mm. drink so I could actually pee again. Because I'm, you know, I, wow. my dad has prostate issues, and yeah, and we had screened for cancer, and I had a kidney infection, I had a bladder infection, I had all this backup, you know, from the prostate, and it was, yeah. it was ridiculous. So, you know, um, yeah. you know, one of the things the doctor said was lose some weight. Why? Because mm. you have inflammation throughout your whole body, and if you don't lose weight, everything's going to stay inflamed, and you're not going to be able to function properly. I lost some weight. Right. I, I, you know, I followed what he said, and I lost ten pounds. The second that I lost six, seven, eight, ten pounds, all of it went away completely. Right. You know? Right. So what's the motivation of somebody losing it? What's the motivation of somebody getting stronger? What's the motivation of somebody wanting to make millions of dollars on a product that they have for their business? There has to be some driving force there, like that cub. That, you right. Know, they, have to, they, they have to get that food or they are going to die. And they know that. Essentially, they know that, you know? Well, I mean, putting yourself in a situation purposely, yeah, putting yourself in a situation purposely where you have to survive is going to stack the deck in you becoming successful or not. I think a lot of people make the mistake of trying to avoid stress when you can actually use, and you should avoid stress as in personal life stress, health stress, and things like that. But you can't avoid stress when you're trying to build a business. You have to make that stress work for you. There's going to be stress. If there's something you try to avoid, then you're not going to run a business. Because like you said, there's fires to put out every day. You have to be right. ready. You have to be willing to take on those things. This is why they invented yoga and meditation. Right. Work on your restoration. In my house. Probably because of what? Mm-hmm. No, that's yeah. smart. That's smart. I'm thinking about I'm thinking about getting an infrared sauna infrared sauna in my house. Similar purposes, like a meditation room, infrared sauna. Just that recharge restoration place. I went to the doctor in 2014. He said, Dude, you're, you're, you're overweight. Your blood pressure is high. I have to put you on blood pressure medication now. I had three collapsed discs in my neck. They were pinching <laughs> my nerves all the way down to my arm to my fingers. And he said, you got, you got, you're having problems, man. What is going on with you? You used to be like this elite trainer mm. guy. You used to be great. I'm like, stress, man. Stress. My business. I can't, I, I can't deal with this stuff. You know, he says, dude, you got to get it under right. control. He's a young doctor, younger than me. And he was right. You know, you, you, stress is yeah. going to be there no matter what. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You know, it doesn't matter what business you're in. Well, well, that's why it's important, to, it's important to design your business and have goals that are within your stress reserves. So, for example, like right now, I have the balance between my free time and my income is really good. Now, if I decided that I wanted to grow my business 10 times, that free time goes away to nearly zilch. So then I have to ask myself, is that trade-off worth it? What am I going to do with 10 times the growth I have right now? For some, right. I may, there, may, there may be an answer to that question that is worth it, where I go, okay, here's all the things I could do. Materialistic-wise, there isn't anything I want, but charity-wise, there's certain organizations I support. There's a lot I could do. So then you have to ask yourself, are you willing to make that trade-off for the desired end? And that's up to the individual to decide for him or herself. But right. I'm not someone who I'm not someone who enjoys stress. I'm not someone who's looking for additional stress in my life. So I rather the the the, the 
trade I've made right now or the agreement I've made right now is I can build my business and grow it at a pace and have minimal levels of stress going at the, the course, the trajectory I'm in right now. Anytime I want to amplify that, I can, but you have to accept the reality that there's going to be certain stresses that inevitably come with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Just here, what do you think? Stress or no stress? Man, please. Uh, he's washing the dishes right now. <laughs> no, that's why. Yeah. No, that's stressful. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> Probably one of those I haven't heard from him in a while, man. so I didn't know he fell asleep or not. I know he followed me on Instagram. I did see that. <laughs> <laughs> Checking out your Instagram right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, trust me, I wow. agree with everything. Yeah, I have to, have to be careful, like, on this show because the fact that we're all three three different locations and whenever we, like, since we don't see each other, can't really cue off each other when we're talking, and sometimes it, it we'll all talk over each other, and then you have people who get stressed out when they listen to the show, like, oh, just let them talk, man. It's like, dude, <laughs> just let the guests talk. I can't hear anything, man. It's like, dude, you need some weed. Okay, just start right there. <laughs> so if you're in California and you're not smoking weed to reduce your stress, then you're not taking advantage of, you know, of your benefits out there. Calm down. Who's in California? So. Nobody here is in California, though. <laughs> no. Not, no, none of us are, no. No, <laughs> no none of us are, no. <laughs> no, happy about that. <laughs> Very happy <Yeah>. about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's the next step, Mike. It's a, a, lot, it's a, a TV studio, you know. Since one of you guys, come on, let's go to TV studio. And then, you know, come in for the weekend, do this. I mean, that, that, would be, that would be great if we all, if Sincere and I lived in the same city and it happened to be a city that's highly frequented, such as Los yeah. Angeles or New York City, something like that can that's make true. sense. But yeah. even the limitations that we have, even if I decided to do that on my own, I go, okay, I'm going to get a studio in Vegas. Well, not a bunch of people come to Vegas, but not enough that you would have a, a right. nice flow of guests to choose from for something like that. There's just not enough motivation and, and, there. The real question is, I just don't want to do it. Exactly. It would have to be in the city. First of all, it would have to be in a city that both of us care enough to want to stay in in the first place. He likes Vegas. I like Houston. I'm good. I'm not trying to leave Texas, man. Well, plus, I mean, a studio, then I can't act. I mean, like, while you're talking, Dale, I'm fucking getting some shit done over here. You know, I can't do that if I'm in a studio. I actually have to. I actually have to pay attention to what the guest is saying. We actually have to have a conversation. <laughs> yeah, because I, can I can't check my phone. Like, well, I, I can't. I can't. I can't read. I can't read John Patterson's new book, John Peterson's new book, while you're talking. Yeah, I mean, shit. I get a lot. Of, I get a lot of multitasking done on this show. <laughs> yeah, because you know, with me, I only got two people that. listening anyway: my dog and my mother. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if anyone's smart, if anyone's smart, they're going to listen to this episode because you Hell dropped yeah. a lot of gems on how to build a business, man. I mean, I picked up a lot of good stuff from you. Anyone who's listening should be really inspired on, okay, I like what those guys had to say about how to build a business. I'm going to take some of those tips and follow suit. So let's let's wrap it up there, man. Uh, where where can people go to, to buy your protein bars? And again, I'll, I'll reiterate, I'm a fan of your bars. I'm a customer. Where can people go to pick up your products? Dalesrawfoods.com. Look around the whole website. Good, check out our blog. Lots of articles. We've got lots of C1 products. We've got a lot of stuff there, links to other things, too, and a lot of content. Take a look around. Email us if you have any questions. It's a huge FAQ page, so it should be pretty easy to find your way around. I put a lot of time into making that website. 
yeah. um, you know, with, with, with great content and, and user, very that user friendly. So I was about to yeah. say, very easy to navigate, man. Very easy to navigate. It's not just overridden with just a bunch of different stuff and you just kind of all over the place. Like, okay. What did I come to the site to look for again? Because, you know, right. you have some sites where you just inundated with so much stuff. Like what, why, why is there pink sea salt popping up talking about there's a special pink sea salt? <laughs> like I can, oh, well. I can get that at Walmart, man. Get the hell out of here with that. <laughs> <laughs> Turbo, organic turbinado sugar. Like, wait a minute, man. I came in for some testosterone. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, we, I, every day I check, I check the search results of what, you know, in our in our admin section, I could check what people search for on our website, and they they search yeah. for that Himalayan, Himalayan sea salt. They search for stuff that we could not even I don't even know where you know they search for all kinds of stuff on our website. I know, like, man. <laughs> that is, here's the thing: yeah, here's yeah, the thing. you see that, you see that, and you think it's crazy. These other companies, they see they're like, well, hell, we need to start selling Himalayan sea salt. They're looking for it. Right. <laughs> yeah, two, two people, dude, two freaking people. <laughs> well, that that's the that's the other thing I'll leave us. Well, I'll leave the audience with is you got. It's better to have a it's a targeted product line as opposed to just trying to have right. everything. This is a mistake a lot of companies I've seen make where they'll start off with a flagship product. A lot of nutrition supplement companies have made this mistake. They start off with a flagship product, which is a great product, and then they may maybe develop two or three more that are pretty good. And then they all sell well because of the flagship products. And then they start thinking, okay, let's get the 10,000 people who buy our flagship product to buy 10 more things that they don't need by offering them. And that's usually when the whole company starts falling apart. So it's better to have a targeted audience and we target, that. My, my sub, like, like for example like i would never make a protein powder it's just not something that makes any sense at all whatsoever plus there's so many good ones out there you have a good option dale there's there's plenty of other good companies i don't i don't see it i don't see a need to fulfill there but it also doesn't make sense for the energy of my line which is all targeted towards a facet of hormone optimization every single product i carry in some way right. helps with hormone optimization so that's the energy that's the brand is hormone optimization right. nutrition supplements as opposed to yeah, let me make some protein bars. Oh, Dale's doing great with protein bars. Let me make some protein bars too. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. That's the mentality a lot of people have, like, you know. Yeah. Of yeah. course it is. Yeah, because it's laziness. And, it's, it's easy. And it's, it's, like, oh, Dale's it's, doing it's, really well. Let me just do what he's doing. Well, and here's another thing that people have done with vegan products because this really irritates really irritates me. We started off as a plant-based company mm. because I had a great experience with plant-based nutrition. And I've tried everything. I've right. tried keto. I've tried steak and eggs diet. I've tried... Whole 30, I've tried paleo, I've tried everything. I have tried every single nutrition plan that's out there since 1989. I've tried everything. So I know what a plant-based diet is. I know what a plant-based diet can do for you. I know how healthy it is. I know these things because I'm in the trenches and I have a plant-based food company. So then these other companies right. that are making uh, non-plant-based products decide, well, we're going to make a couple products that are plant-based just because everybody else is buying, selling right. and buying plant-based products. Now, we want to get a little piece of the action. That exactly. That really bothers me. That really bothers me a lot. And, you know, I Yeah, I we're going to make people. money. Yeah, we're going to make money right. exploiting animals, and we're going to make money from people who don't want to exploit <laughs> animals. We're covered. Right. That's, exactly right. Not, that's why I don't, like, I, don't like, I don't like buying vegan products from non-vegan companies wherever possible right. for that very reason. Right. right. But, you know, most of our customers are not vegan. They are just like healthy, good food. And uh, most yeah, they want a great product. They want a great product, yeah. So if I can give them yeah. – this, this is why I don't preach animal activism and, you know, all this stuff like a lot of vegans. Would, sure. I'm not saying you do this, Mike, but a lot of vegans, they, they spend their life – No, I, I do. I do do it. 
<laughs> yeah. I do it, but I don't, I don't tell people that they have. I mean, I, I, I put out openly that animal rights is a cause that I'm strongly a, a strong proponent of. But I don't, I don't right. force it down people's throats. Like, for example, well, if you buy religion. my testosterone booster, you're not, you're not going to get literature that comes with it going, oh, yeah, by the way, here's things right. you may be doing that are exploiting animals. You know, I don't take it to that extent. Exactly. And so, you know, a lot of people will, um, will do that. And I decided not to do that because I look at it this way. If somebody was eating a, a protein bar with whey protein, which is from cheese, which is a milk protein, and they're now eating right. mine, I have just came one step closer to them eating more plant-based foods than they were before. So I stay very oh, yeah, no useful doubt. with the whole thing. You know, I don't really tell yeah. people there's that. There's no reason for you not to. Yeah. Yeah. No, no one's so, coming to you for that kind of information anyway. They're coming to you for no. a high-quality protein bar. They're not, you know, they're not coming exactly to you right. to learn about the horrors of factory farming and stuff like that. You know, that information exactly right. is out there elsewhere. So they don't need to right. come to you for that. I feel the same way about my supplements because they're all veggie caps, right? If I get someone who goes from a testosterone booster with a gel cap to mine, it's a, not as profound as what you're talking about, but it's in the same ballpark, right? There, it's, it's one less consumption of exploitation of animals without that even becoming part of the buying decision. Why, why right. that's not even a purpose for why they're buying it. Yeah. So I'm with you. It can become a distraction anyway. Yeah. Exactly, it could. And then you got people that aren't well, great, man. You know, on on board with what you're okay. with what what you're saying, and then all of a sudden they don't like you anymore because you're just feel like you're preaching to them too much, and it's just I've seen that happen That's a lot. Right. And it, it, it oh, can yeah. be detrimental a for a business like mine. It can be absolutely detrimental because ten percent of my people are vegans, and I'm all, I'm only going to continue marketing to the vegan community. Then I, I don't I, I don't have a business anymore. I don't pay my mortgage and rent. I don't pay my Bills. That's I don't right. have staff. I'm I'm doing nothing. You know. That's right. So. Yeah. Well, it's like a vegan restaurant, right? You want it to be so good that non-vegans go there as well, not just yeah. vegan, not that, not just every vegan in town. Like there's a there's a restaurant called Veg Nation here, and that place is always packed. And I guarantee, if we took a poll of the customers in there, the vast majority of them are probably not vegan. They just like the food there that that happens to be vegan. It's just good food right. that happens to be vegan. So right. I get that all together. If you have a really exactly. crappy food and it's vegan, then you may get the hardcore vegan that wants to support you. But if the food tastes like crap, no one else is going to come in. <laughs> it's going to go down there the drain. So it's just a disaster. Well, hey, man, great having you on. Awesome information. All the best with your company and continued success. And look forward to talking to you again soon. Yep. All right. Thanks, you guys. Take it easy. Have a great day. All right. Take care, man. All right, Dale. You take care. Take care, man. Well, that was cool, man. That was He's a great guest. We'll definitely have him come back again. I, I like these business building episodes, too, because especially from someone yeah. who's coming from a different perspective than what we're used to, rather than someone coming on talking about how to build a fitness business and so forth. It's like, all right, all right, been there, done that. Let's talk about something else. And what he talked about is, and what, what we all talked about can be carried into any business you're trying to build. Exactly. Like, again, once you develop a system, you can take it anywhere, like I mentioned before. And and also, he saw what wasn't working when he was in the fitness business, you know, and right. the same little right. pain that you have to go through in any business. But at the time, he was passionate about fitness, and that's where he, he built that business. And then he found something else and called sure. to him. He's like, oh, 
there's a need for this, and I actually give a damn about it. So let me go here. Right. He didn't necessarily separate himself from the previous business, which was the fitness industry. Just like he ended up hitting another room in that fitness business building. He's like, here's a here's an empty room right here. That's not people want to go in this room, but there's nothing in here really inviting them to stay. Once they come in, you know, they're coming, <laughs> yeah. in, you know, when they come in like, ooh, ooh, don't want to see that. You know, I mean, usually that's going to be a bunch of crappy products, <laughs> crappy protein bars and all that. And they run out of that room. So, you know, right. he, he found he found another niche, man. He dialed it down even more. But again, the most important thing is he cares about it. So it's not he's not just trying to right. do it to get rich. You know, that's just the money. Well, that that came through emphatically. Yeah. Yeah. What was interesting is he talked about how he developed health issues while building this business, which is to help people get healthy. <laughs> so that was the irony. And a lot, a lot of entrepreneurs fall into that, right? They're, yeah. I, I've seen people who sell products similar to mine, right? Testosterone boosters and so forth. And they have good products, right. but the person who invented it, maybe they used to be healthy before they started this company, but because of all right. the stresses with the company that they've taken right. on, they don't, look, they don't look like someone who uses their own product line. Let's put it that way. Right. So that that's the other thing with me is I always want I always feel that the final the final domino falls with me meaning that if I look like shit and people people are like man Mike's products are great but I just saw him at I just saw him at the mall the other day and he's thirty pounds <laughs> overweight he has, he looks like he hasn't worked out in six months man right he, he looks like he, he looks like shit that yeah, really man, takes like, away you want, to be so the, I, you want to be the example you are when it comes to it like you are walking yeah exactly you want to be the example business. so look I want. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to post pictures of me at the range or at a course or something like that. I want you to know I'm not just trying to te- teach you and tell you how to protect yourself and all these tips or whatever. It's like I'm putting them in right. play. I'm learning. I'm, I'm, go- I'm, taking the, I'm taking the brunt of it. I'm getting my ass kicked, you know, with some of my training partners and exactly. coaches. And, you know, exactly. I want to – and so I can just like, you know what? There's a better way for you to avoid this because uh, – th- Trust me, it sucks. <laughs> Even in training, to feel this, you know, getting punched in the in the freaking nose, but because you're not focused, because you think like, oh, you know, I'm I'm partnering up with some, you know, here's a female here, and she's uh, 120 pounds, and you know, let me take it easy on her. You know, a lot of guys in martial arts understand this, but you know, let me take, you know, let me just kind of like pull back, and then she comes at you with a knock knife, which is a training knife, and you know, and then which is foam and wood, but somehow she can still find a way to break skin on your arm, and you're bleeding, and you're like. Whoa! What's a what just happened? <laughs> you know, well, would you do that on the street if somebody if if some female 120 pounds was coming at you with a knife who needs a hit? You know, who needs some money for drugs or whatever else? Would you take it easy on her? Hell no, you wouldn't. You know, because she's not right. a, she's not a female anymore. She's an attacker. So you need to treat her as such. So you know, there's a, now there's something I can tell these guys when they're training. Like, oh, just because you're partnered up with a female, don't sit there and think that you need to take it easy. Always, you know, you always want to think about your your training partner first and their safety. You know, because if you hurt your training partner, you don't want to train with. But at the same time, train at the speed that you are in most control physically, but at the same time that you can get the benefits of the training. Because if you're not getting the benefits of the training now by cranking up the speed, it's gonna that's going to translate in the wrong way out in the real world. You know, so there, there's something to be said about, you know, training slow to understand. Because, yeah, you know, in the, in the industry, it's, it's known that, you know, well, it's always said that, you know, slow is fast and fast is smooth, you know, but, and there's right. some things where they learn the real context of it. You need to put that speed on it. So you can understand like, whoa, this is what would be, this, this would happen. Okay. Now let's talk about it. Now that we've gone full speed, let's talk about it now. So these are the things that, you know, I'm learning in training that I want to pass on to my people, but I wouldn't know that if I wasn't out there really experiencing that. 
And because otherwise right. it'd just be theory. Right. It'd be theory. I read or I saw it on YouTube from this quote unquote expert in the industry, and he said blah blah. But I'm gonna act like it's mine, like you know, like it's coming from me. Like no no no, you don't want to do that, man. You don't want to do that. You want to get your hands. You want to get your hands dirty, in order to like get right. truly live that experience, man. You need to be the the best customer that you have of your product. Well, I mean, that's why I think it's important important for trainers to show that they actually still work out themselves, post your workout, right. post clips. It doesn't have to be every day, but just do it consistently so people actually see you. So it's not just, oh, here's me working out 10 years ago. Or, here's me. Right. <laughs> it's got to be, what are you doing right now? And that's inspiring to people because as, if, as you get older, if you're still in shape and you're still getting stronger, it's more impressive. If you're strong at 25, people are like, yeah, you're 25. If you're strong at 45, people are like, well, shit. 45. Wow. <laughs> right. He's still doing that at 45. And then you're still doing it at 55. The older right. you get, being strong and fit is more impressive. So it actually gets better exactly. with age, like a lot of things. So you, so you, as a trainer, it behooves you to stay in great shape as you get older because you, you become more marketable as you get older, maintaining or still continuing to build your strength and fitness. And in the process, don't get hung up on, you know, those numbers you were hitting at that, eight, you know, 20 years ago. As well, you know, that can be discouraging. Somebody was like, well, man, I'm not as strong as I was 20 years ago. What I need to be posting my workouts, it, it won't be impressive. No, trust me, it'll be impressive <laughs> for the fact that you've had staying power, that the fact you can still train 20, 30 years later. Yeah. Whereas most people, once they get out of college, is impressive. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you have fact, you're even in the gym stuff. working out and you're 60. Yeah, exactly. If you're in your 50s and 60s. The fact that you're even still putting it in, putting in the time, that impressive. that's impressive alone. If you have great results on top of that, now it's incredibly impressive, but it's it's right. impressive nonetheless just being consistent. It's still inspiring. You're still you're still practicing what you're preaching. You're telling your clients you gotta get in this many workouts and they go, Well, how many are you getting in? You're like, Oh, none, because I'm so busy training you folks. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good answer. But a lot of trainers fall into that category where they're so busy with their own clients, they don't have their own training. And they're talking about the benefits of oh that that time to yourself and you're working out on your own and blah, blah, blah. But they're not doing it themselves. Cool, man. I think we can wrap it up right there. That's a lot of good stuff with them. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Yeah, it's great stuff. So make sure you head to both of our websites and use that coupon code LLA, get 10% off of some great products. Somebody, look, man, we've talked about good supplements and, and, and sitting there not wasting your time on stuff that doesn't work and a bunch of filler and all this other stuff. Well, you're not getting that here. Right. It's not happening. It's not going to happen here, man. And so I know um, probably... What do you have going on as far as specials right now, man? I think I just saw you posted that a couple weeks ago. Specials. I don't know if it'll. I don't know if it'll still be active by the time this episode comes out. That's the thing. Yeah. I mean, right now I've got a special. If you buy three bottles of Restorezyme, you get a bottle of EC for free. A couple of weeks ago, I had a special yeah. where if you buy three bottles of the testosterone booster, you got a bottle of Red for free, which was so successful, I actually ran out of Red. So people like this, buy three get one free promotion so I'm, I'm sure i'll continue to do those at some point by the time this episode comes out i'm not sure what the promotion will be but it'll probably be something like that because each iteration of this that i'm doing is working really well but yeah. they can always use that coupon code lla that's always going to be a constant you get 10 percent off by the way you're not going you can't use that coupon code in addition to that promotion i just mentioned so if, i'm not going to give you a free bottle of ec with three <laughs> bottles of restores on and you get to use 10 percent on top of all that that's not <laughs> happening right I like to be generous, but I'm not going to be that generous. I'm giving you a free $50 retail gift. You're not going to get a 10% off the whole thing in addition to that. So pick which option you want to go with. But irrespective right. of that, everything else, yes, use that coupon code, get 10% off everything. And secondly, head on over to patreon.com slash LLA. 
<coughs> podcast, and you can even get a bigger discount code over there, depending on which tier that you <laughs> join and become yeah. a monthly supporter of the show. So that's as always that. So you can actually get a little more savings by actually being a Patreon supporter. No and doubt. also, you're going to get exclusive content over there. So you don't want to miss out on that because that content won't be available for any of the the free episodes. And all those episodes over on Patreon are ad-free, sponsorship-free. So, so much more over there. Membership, like I said, has its privileges. And it starts at five bucks. So, and it's worth it. Actually, we're underselling. <laughs> so it's worth so much more than that, especially what you just learned today. You just took a business course, you know, pretty much. If you're on Patreon, you probably paid $5 for this business course you just got from Dale. You know, so if you actually probably like pull him or Mike or myself to the side, like, hey, man, I need a mentor. You know, just I, I just need to go in and pick your brain for an hour, you know, at Starbucks or whatever else. It, you're not going to get that for five bucks. <laughs> not not going to happen. Not going to happen at all, because what you're doing is you're getting thousands, thousands of thousands of dollars spent on experience that we've all had as far as our businesses and, and our experiences that we would be sharing in that, that little bit of time. So you got to really look at that, man. So you got to put the value on that. And, you know, how much is really getting a boost and trying to avoid some pitfalls? You still need to have some, but avoid some of these pitfalls. How much does that really work to you when you're trying to start up on things, whether it's your training or it's business or whatever else? So you got to ask yourself that just instead of just being a cheap ass. Don't be a cheap ass. <laughs> you know, otherwise you'll be forever slave to someone and complaining. And talking about those dreams that you've had that you could never make come true. Because you just didn't have time. You're busy working somewhere else. So I'm going to leave you with that. Other than that, share this episode. Yeah, that's a simple thing you can do. All right? So other than that, people, we'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Take care, everybody. Take care, everyone.